Are you ready? Starting now? <laughs> well, now you just messed it up, you knob. God, you know that the shit that we go through for this, huh? I know. <laughs> fuckers, fuckers better appreciate it. When we started, we were just like, yeah, we're just going to do this, man. You know, shoot our wad into the wind and see what happens. <laughs> What's right. the title of this uh, podcast again? I don't know. Objects, I don't know. Something with a penis, I guess. <laughs> right. <laughs> our fucking faces are everywhere now. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, but You're but welcome, ladies. <laughs> right. Popular with the ladies. <laughs> right. Oh, I'm not even going to apologize because I hopefully, hopefully it sounds <laughs> fucking hilarious. <laughs> yeah, really? totally. this is this is fucking explicit now. <laughs> ah, the explicit button. Let me use my finger. <sighs> la, 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 la. It is time for another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And that episode starts now. All right, everyone. Welcome once again to another episode of Sober, Not Mature. And here we go. This is a good one. We're going to have a night of recovery. <laughs> it's kind of a little joke, but in all seriousness, we have uh, Chris and Shannon with us, and they uh, they were actually part of that uh, documentary, Night of Recovery, which I know we're going to talk about. Um, but first of all, Chris and Shannon, if you guys can at least introduce yourselves uh, briefly, uh, both of you guys introduce yourselves, and then we can get started, Okay. Sure, man. Sounds great. Uh, my name is Chris Trasbach. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm the host of a, a documentary on Prime Video called Night of Recovery, where I get to hang out with three of my good friends, uh, one of whom is here with us today, Shannon Moore, and I'll just uh, let him talk now. Sweet. Thank you, Chris. Um, I'm Chris's sidekick, Shannon Moore. Um, <laughs> probably am best known for a career in the professional wrestling industry or um sports entertainment however you want to chalk it up in 2024 um <clears throat> been in all the major companies and now i work with alcoholics and addicts trying to help them get sober after i was able to go through the process myself back in 2017 and i met this guy chris we became friends and me too is working on this night of recovery show. Wonderful. Well, yeah, we, and, and seriously, we appreciate you guys uh, hopping on and I know it took a little bit. We had, uh, I think we had to get through the holidays or something like that, uh, trying to get everything scheduled, but um, yeah, we really appreciate you guys being on and uh, kind of exciting. I don't, I know we've never had a wrestler on yet. Right. Right. Mike. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> we have not. Yeah. So you're, you're our first wrestler, Shannon, but uh-huh. uh yeah, it's actually kind of fun, but um, usually what we do, and uh, I, I, you know what, go ahead, Mike, explain what we do and uh, and how we do it, and then we'll get rolling, okay? Well, real quick, you know, we want to get to know you guys a little bit. Um, you know, we uh, we don't need drunk logs, we don't need war stories. We know how to fuck up our lives and fuck up the lives of everybody around us. Um, we want to hear about the solution, how you're staying sober today. So uh, go ahead, guys. Uh, Chris, you started, so why don't you go ahead and start? Give us a little background on you. Man, you want to talk about how we stay sober? How about we fly down to Tampa, Florida, 
from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, to hang out with Shannon in 60-degree weather when he's shivering and crying. (laughs) (laughs) You know, both of these guys are from up north, Shannon, so they're, you know, they're on my team. Right. Right. And there's Uh, plenty of homes for sale in Florida, guys. (laughs) (laughs) No, I mean... I think one of the one of my favorite things to talk about when it comes to recovery and it comes to staying sober long term is is service to others and mm-hmm. selfless action and uh, just kind of doing things because. And it was a really particularly annoying thing when I first uh, got into recovery in 2007. I had a sponsor and my sponsor was uh, telling me to do these ridiculous things like go back to the halfway house that I lived in and uh, fold another dude's laundry, <laughs> you know, and I'm like minutes out of jail. I'm ready to just like fight anything that moves. Cause I hate being at this halfway house. And this guy who's like way happier than me living a way better life than me tells me to go fold another dude's laundry. So I'm like, all right, you know, whatever. Like, I don't want to go back to jail yet. So I'll go fold this dude's laundry. And I'm like, call him the next day. I'm like, yo, Drew folded this dude's laundry. What, you know, what do you want to do? And he was like, all right, man, just go home and, like, find the dude you hate the most and do his chore and don't tell him you did it. And I was like, come right. on, man. You know, like, I ain't doing this shit. Like, I don't, I don't want to. No, you know. And, like, every day he would give me a silly little task or something to do. And little did I know he was tricking me into selfless acts of service. Mm-hmm. And, right, like, that, having somebody in my life, a mentor, a person like him to teach me how to crush out that selfless or selfishness in such a simple way. Cause like, I'm an idiot. I would fight you on everything under the sun, but when you put it in such simple, practical ways, uh, you know, like I latched right onto it and I haven't let go. And it's been like 17 years. Right. Nice. So, that's a simple little story to start out with. I'll let Shannon talk <laughs> though. Cause he's going to bolt on us a little early. Right. Yeah, that's yeah. What, yeah, Shannon gave us that right off the bat saying, Oh, I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. I'm leaving shortly. We're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, no, nah, I'm sorry, guys. Yeah, oh, you don't have to apologize. Just 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 the fact that we were talking about that, the fact that people even even take time out of their lives, you know, to to be on this this thing and you know, talk silly with us is uh, it's great. So no, it's perfect. Yeah, um yeah, man, like you know, I I'm with I'm with Chris, man, like what what keeps me sober and the reason that I love being sober and in recovery and in this new community that I never knew existed, it's the selflessness, right? Um, I, I just remember whenever I first got sober, like my sponsor told me right off the bat, you know, like this is a selfish but selfless program and I couldn't wrap my brain around it. Um, I was like, selfish, but selfless. What are you talking about? <laughs> right. Um, but finally, you know, like whenever you understand what that's, that's really about, you know, like being selfless, man, like that's, that's the main thing. And, you know, it's like Chris said, you know, like being around people that share that same, that, that same feeling and that same passion uh, for being selfless and being of service I think for me, like, that's the biggest thing, you know, like we always hear as a kid and like our parents or, you know, just anybody that we look up to whenever we're younger, they say, you know, you are who you hang out with and, you know, like stick with the winners and all that, you know, back in the day, we we're like, oh, you sound like a nerd, like, no, stick with the winners. <laughs> um, but like, you know, it's so true, man. Like it's, you know, I, I don't hang out with people that's going to, 
you know, push me down. I want to be around people that's going to pull me up and I want to be around people that's doing better than me. Um, mm -hmm. and you know, like doing this selfless thing better than me. Um, and I think, you know, along with that, and then like for me too, my spirituality, like I never understood what my spirituality was. Um, I never understood a God concept or anything like that. And, you know, getting sober and being in recovery, it really, it really let me look at that. And, you know, like, I'm not going to sit here and 12 step everybody and all that good stuff. But, you know, like, I, I think going through a 12 step program, you know, they say that it's a ladder to God. And I truly believe that, like, uh, you know, like, I just, I, I believe that you can't have one way without the other. You can't have this God concept of whatever you may believe without having the other part of it. And I think, you know, my spirituality is a big thing of it too. Um, just making sure I'm on top of, you know, my spiritual game, making sure I'm, I'm being selfless and that I'm giving back. Um, <clears throat> you know, and at, at this point too, man, like those two go, go together. And I actually, I went to church this past Sunday and like, that was what they were talking about was like, just as far as being of service and just helping others and all that good stuff. And like, I'm sitting there and I'm like, man, I would love to be in a position to be able to do more for people. And it's right. like, I think that's, that's the driving force for me is like, okay, how can I be successful to do more for others? Mm -hmm. um, now it's not about being successful to buy materialistic objects for me because like I've had that life. I've lived that life where I had the big houses, the, cars and all that crazy stuff and like it didn't make me happy um I, I remember sitting in my big house in the living room in north carolina um you know a couple years before i went into treatment and thinking to myself how empty i felt i was like man this don't even feel like home and right. i was sitting in this beautiful home that i always dreamed of um so i think it's that man it's like not focusing on materialistic stuff it's focusing on other human beings and making sure that I can make somebody else's life better. Well, and you mentioned, uh, and I was actually going to ask about the 12-step thing, but it sounds you already mentioned it. And the thing of it is that we've had people on here. Mike and I are both 12-step um, people. We were brought up through the program. Um, neither one of us are, are the quote-unquote mainstream God people, but we do have, believe in higher powers and all that sort of thing. Everything you said we agree with, we're just not God people, but there's nothing wrong with that. Um, but, you know, the 12 step side of things, we talk about it. We don't force it down people's throats because there's plenty of people out there that are getting sober other ways. But we've had people on here that did not do an AA thing, but ended up doing an AA thing, if that makes sense. Yeah. They followed another path that didn't call it the same thing. There's a gentleman that we had on, uh, what, a handful of episodes, right, Mike, when we had Nico on? Right. Um, and he's telling us about this mentor and he wanted what he had and all these different things. And, but it wasn't an AA thing. And we're like, wow, you know, it is, he was going through the same process just on a little bit of a different road, you know? So um, yeah, we agree with all that. And God, how many times were we told that Mike to, to get out there and help somebody and pray for people that we hated. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. Right. It's, it's, well, you know, Bob used to call it, it, it's, it doesn't add up. It's AA math. You know, how is doing something for somebody else make our lives better? You know, I still don't understand it. I, I don't ever want to really understand it. All I know is that it works. I do something for somebody else and my life gets better. What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. Right. Not at all. So 
um, Shannon, were you always in the Tampa area or did you, cause I know that, I guess maybe explain the part where you, how, how you guys met, how you met Chris and how that whole thing happened. Um, yeah, I, you know, I, I heard about Chris a long time ago, um, you know, through mutual friends, um, you know, like X-Pac, I think I even heard X-Pac talk about him. We've had some long conversations about him, but everything that I heard about Chris, like before I ever even met him and had to make a decision on my own, like I was like, this dude sounds pretty cool. Like he sounds like he's, you know, like he loves to help people. And this was whenever I was probably still in my active addiction too. Like whenever I was hearing this stuff. So like even back then, like I was hearing about you know Chris and just what he was about. Um, and then obviously whenever I met him, it's like you know even Chris, man. Like we're on this, you know, I'm doing this night of recovery thing. We're doing this together and walking along with this. I mean, obviously is uh, his production, but. You know, like we've we come together to do this thing and we've been talking about this thing and vision, you know, envisioning this thing. But like Chris is another person that, you know, once I started to get to know him and even now, like I'm, you know, like I'm still learning a lot about him. It's like he's the person that I want to be around, you know, like because Chris is doing what I want to be able to do, you know, two years now from now, three years from now, like um, the things that he does for People that, you know, like whether they're getting back on their feet, you know, like helping them start businesses and all this stuff. It's like, man, that's magic. Like that's unheard of. You don't see that. You never see people do selfless acts like that um, to get back on their feet. And I'm a firm believer because I've had those opportunities where somebody believed in me for a moment and I turned that into success. Um, My tattoo shop, it was the same way, you know, like I had a moment where I had a little bit of money and I took a chance. And it turned out to this, you know, in, into this magical business that, you know, still exists today. I still get people wanting to get tattooed today. I just don't have a shop now. Um, but like taking a chance on somebody, especially in recovery, I think that you get, you know, it's magic. And those people like they they will better themselves and they will work hard whenever you can give them that opportunity. So, you know, what Chris is doing today, like it just it, it made me realize like who he was as a person. And I was like, man, he's pretty cool. But then it also like has shown me like, man, like that's exactly like where I want to go is to be able to help people like that. Uh, once I'm in a place where I can. Right. So you were, were you in Philadelphia when you met him or how did that work? Um, well, I I think we met just obviously through the phone and phone contact first. Um, and then, then we, uh, we end up putting the first show together and, I flew up, and that's the first time I think I probably met you, Chris, right? Uh, in person, but we actually did those uh, pandemic town hall things uh, virtually. Remember that? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that was like the precursor to Night of Recovery when we were all just like crazy bored during pandemic times, and we're like, what can we do to entertain people? And right, yeah. uh, mm-hmm. we whipped together a pretty cool uh like virtual town hall style thing with some notable folks and shannon was uh, was one of them well and that was the the one thing there weren't a lot of like huge positive things that came out of a pan you know worldwide pandemic but one of the things that i that i saw was the and mike and i talked about this quite a bit is when it first happened all of these online groups popped up on all over social media you know just for people to get in there and chit chat whatever and then all these different groups you know when went online with the zoom meetings and everything like that the way that uh, i don't know you say you take a a program like alcoholics anonymous that's what 87 or almost 88 years old 
and to have that type of quickness happen in what could be like a dinosaur type of community, it was pretty cool to me. And I know a lot of people started podcasts. We didn't start this back then, which that probably would have been a great time though. Right, Mike? But yeah, um, probably <laughs> late to the party as usual. <laughs> yeah, we did. We did. This is, this is just, this was out of a fucking whim to begin with, but um, you know, no forethought put into it like uh, like it sounds like you guys did but it was it was nice to see all those things that came out of and when you talk about opportunities to now meet people and new opportunities that people have these days to get sober whether it's to watch you know your document documentary or go online to a meeting i mean i'm sure you guys have seen the same thing pop up that just so many more opportunities for people these days which is great right oh yeah absolutely i mean i remember when like online meetings were kind of new it might have been like 2011 or 12 and i had a friend who was super into online meetings and it was just like aol chat room style like meetings and right the first time i had to speak at an online chat room meeting was probably the weirdest moment of my entire recovery right and i don't uh, i mean for the life of me i don't know that did you ever hear of online meetings before the pandemic mike no <laughs> yeah, and I'm I stuck mean, in a church basement weren't. somewhere. <laughs> They're not the most popular. Yeah, right. Yeah, Honestly, yeah but they, but you know, like Bill was saying, the pandemic, you know, kind of forced us to do it. I mean, you know, I if, it when it was happening, if you wanted to gather with fellow alcoholics and drug addicts, we had to go online and do it because we were all locked in our houses, right? Right. See, an- another reason you guys should move to Florida because us crazy Floridians, we had live meetings. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, and I, I know there was there was some, you know, people were gathering outside and stuff like that if they could, but man, there was just so many different areas that uh, you know literally wouldn't wouldn't allow it. And the meetings, you know, were right. were not sanctioned, but still, people still got together. But in in Shannon, I know you're running short on time, so um, maybe tell us a little bit about what you're doing down in Tampa. What you're, so, I mean, it sounds like you're trying to build some things down there right now, right? Yeah, man. Um, you know, like. Uh, God, I got sober in 2017, so I'm moving into like six years in a month or so, whatever. Um, but it's, yeah, like, you know, the last three years, last four years have been amazing because my main focus, you know, like I still wrestle and um, like I love wrestling. I love professional wrestling. But like whenever I went through treatment, um, you know, I was in treatment for a while and I did the whole sober living thing. And I was allowed to, whenever I was in sober living, to get back on the road a little bit. But whenever I got back on the road, like, there was something that I would think about constantly. And that was, like, helping others. Because whenever I was in sober living, I was still helping some of the athletes that would come through the treatment center I was working for at that moment. And, um, like, it it was just fun, man. It was Like, I just, I felt like my purpose was to help, right? And, you know, my sponsor was telling me that I need to be of service. Everybody was telling me this stuff. But once I started doing it and seeing that I was making a difference, like, my priorities changed then. Like, they were, it went from being on the road and, like, I was going to go to, I had the opportunity to go to Japan for a while. I turned it down. Um, And then as time went, like, you know, the CEO of the company is like, hey, man, like, you got to something's natural with this in the way that you are helping these clients. Um, you know, why don't you start taking some classes and do some things around here? Let us hire you. You can come in as a tech. 
So I just started as, you know, just being a tech man and just being there for the clients and helping where I could. Um, and then from there, just, you know, it just kind of built and, um, I got some certifications that I needed. And then, um, like now, man, like, uh, you know, what am I five years later, you know, going into, or it's my sixth year sober, but five years of really buckling down and working in the recovery industry. And it's, uh, I'm the client relations manager, uh, Riverside recovery here in Tampa. And, um, you know, my job there is, you know, I'm basically a peer support specialist that works with veterans and pro athletes. Um, you know, I, I make sure that these, uh, clients that they get what they need whenever they come into treatment. I work with the clinical team. I'm part of the clinical team. I run groups. Um, I do everything that, uh, um, you know, the therapist does basically, um, as a, you know, peer, from a peer support specialist standpoint. Um, and then, uh, I, you know, like I do a lot of networking, I do a lot of, uh, just, I, I'm kind of a multi-tool there, honestly, like you know, <laughs> that's, that's my job title, but you know, I'm part of management and, you know, like we just, we try to help people, man, and on a daily basis. And it's the greatest thing ever. And we, I got a fun team that I really love working with that shares the same vision with these people that come into treatment. And, you know, that's, that's where my passion is. And then, you know, secondary, like I'm still wrestling and, you know, I'm trying to get my tattoo shop, uh, open this year. Like that's a big goal of mine that just, I haven't been able to do. Um, so I've got all these different little avenues that I'm crawling down, but you know, the main focus on doing this stuff is doing exactly what Chris is doing. It's just, it's amazing that, you know, God put Chris, you know, and I know you guys aren't God people, but for me, like, you know, God put this person into my life that shares this vision that like I could see myself in like five years ago, then here he is kind of like, he's doing it. So like, it gives me more, um, you know, I guess it kicks me in the ass, making me want to, want to get there quicker, but you know, mm -hmm. eventually. <laughs> yeah. That's right. the, I'm a, I'm a horrible person when it comes to patience, but in the thing of it is, let me just kind of step back in the whole God thing. We are all of the, all of the opinion, Mike and I, that there, there's something else out there. We, we get all that point and we don't, whatever people want to call it, but we're also a firm believers in exactly what you just said. People, places, and things are put in front of us for a reason, and there's no accident by it. It happens, you know, and a lot of it's just doing the next right thing, doing the work, helping other people, um, realizing that all these different things that that were that happened to us out there have really nothing to do with us. They're, you know, we've got to do the work, yes, but, you know, there's a plan in place. So we get it. We get it absolutely, and that's wonderful. Yeah, absolutely. So, Mike, did I interrupt you, or were you about to say something too? <laughs> no, not at all, not at all. Um, yeah, but you know, I think uh, Shannon said he needed to scoot out of here at eight twenty-five, and it's eight twenty-nine. So, <laughs> yeah. I, I got a few. I, I got a few more minutes. Man. Okay, cool. All right. Wife, <laughs> I'm just to look out for you, brother. I'm just. I'm waiting for my wife to yell at me, and then I'll tell you. Guys oh, we're all. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> so that's pretty much life, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. I had, uh, I've had two of those before. I don't have one now, but I had two of those. <laughs> Man, they're great. Once you find the right one, it's yeah. amazing. Mm -hmm. Well, you, you know what? And I, I found out, and I joke about this, but it, it, it's true. I mean, I'm sober now. That's That helps. But um, I joke about being making a, an excellent ex-husband because I get along with both of them really well now. But um, <laughs> it's, yeah, probably not being, not being the dickhead, the drunken dickhead that I was when I was married to both of them. So probably, right, Mike? <laughs> yeah, I, I, <laughs> yeah. Odds are. Odds are. Yeah. Talk about people, you know, like coming into your life and, you know, God bringing people into your life. Like, it's amazing. 
like I've been married twice to uh, myself, but um, you know, the lady that I'm married to now, like she's so supportive and just like, I've never had somebody like that in my life. Um, so it, it's amazing whenever you find that right person and you guys are a team right. and you work together, like it just, there's nothing like it. So just, yeah, you, just... well, you know, it's, it, it's great help that, you know, you're carrying half of the load now, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly. Yes. You can actually have a successful relationship when you're doing your part. Imagine that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. And, and curiosity, Shannon, is your, is your wife sober or, or is she a normie? No, nah, she's uh she's sober. She's uh she's in recovery herself. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, she's a hell of a woman, man. That knows exactly knows nothing about wrestling. Can care less <laughs> about wrestling, or knows nothing that I've done in wrestling other than what people tell her. And she's like, "Well, he's just Shannon to me, so I don't care." Um, <laughs> nice. So it's pretty awesome because like I've never been with somebody that wasn't in the wrestling industry, and like this lady come into my life and it's like, what? Like what? I, we would never have ended up together, you know, eight years ago. Right. Yeah. It is funny that the people that we meet and the people that we would have never been friends with and Mike and I are all, we always talk about this or great example. There's, there's no reason in the world why he and I ever would have met, you know, or if we did, nope. Mike's joke is that he probably would have robbed me. <laughs> right. <laughs> Easy mark. Yeah. yeah just, just some <laughs> drunk dude walking down the street. He would, he would have beat me over the head and taken whatever little money I had left and, and went on his way. But, uh, but yeah. And like, like Mike said, you know, being able to, you know, obviously a, be a part of, and that's, you know, when, when I got sober, my son was nine, we were, my ex and I were already divorced, but you know, I had that opportunity, even though it was at a distance, cause I was in Cleveland and they were in Wisconsin, you know, to actually help raise my son, you know, for the, you know, from nine until, well, currently, I mean, we still talk about he's 23 years old, but you know, kids, kids always need a little bit of help. Um, but again, being sober and being there and being able to, to work together, um, huge. And, you know, surprisingly, ha ha, we get along now, you know, so. Yeah. Makes a, makes a bit of a difference. <laughs> yeah. The kids thing, like that's a whole dynamic. Like I never planned on having kids whenever, you know, I, ever, like I just, it wasn't in my, you know, it wasn't in my cars just because I, I figured that my life would be living out of a suitcase in a hotel in the wrestling industry for the rest of my life probably. So I never thought it was fair, like to have these kids that I'd never see. Um, but, you know, my wife, she had two kids, um, you know, in her previous relationships and it's, uh, they came into my life, man. And like, these kids are everything to me. Right. And it's like, you know, I think I love them. I mean, just, well, I do love them just like they're my own kids. And it's, uh, my daughter, she just had our first grandkid and it's like this little thing, man. Like <laughs> I, just, I remember holding him and talking about like, you know, recovery and the way it makes you think and um look back and reflect it's like i remember holding him in the hospital um just in one hand and just looking at him like the day he was born and i just had like this it was it was like a movie being rewound just going through my head of all the craziness that like i've been through in my life all the way to my childhood and the you know the um just the craziness of my childhood and i just remember like it stopped and i was like man i hope the world doesn't you know doesn't take you like it did me and I just hope it's a better experience than what I had. Um, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy where your thoughts go whenever you have kids um, right. that come into your life in some way. 
Yeah, yeah. But the beautiful thing is you're sober and you're you're conscious and, and, and present for him, and you get to be there and make his little world a better place because you're doing the next right thing. That's the cool thing about it. Yeah, absolutely, man. Yeah, Mike's got a granddaughter that uh, what did she she turn? Just be, you got She's sober. going to be 16 in May. Yeah. <laughs> and she, and she, was, she was barely two when he got sober. Um, so, right. she, yeah, she's never known any other person, but, you know, that person we see now, which is kind of cool. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, and I have a, I have a grandson that's going to be two in, in March, and um, I saw him when I go up, I'd go up to uh, where my daughter and son-in-law live. And I, I got to see my grandson two days after he was born and same deal. You know, you're holding this, <laughs> this, this little human being. And I'm like, Oh my God, he's wonderful. He's, he yeah. run he runs my ass ragged, you know, but um, man, I wouldn't change it for the world. I'd rather have, rather have that little shit run my ass ragged than, you know, half the other things I have to deal with in life, which in my life is not bad, you know, but yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I, I, grandkids are, are a whole different level. Kids are wonderful. And especially having kids come into your life, like you had mentioned, but, and these grandkids are just, you can't even explain it. Yeah. I mean, every you want to build everything around them. Like now, anything that I do now, you know, and I, I tell my wife, I'm like, man, I got to get this tattoo shop open somehow because like, you know, I got to have, give this kid options. Like, you know, like uh, when can he start jujitsu? I want him to be a world <laughs> champion. And when can we get him in wrestling? Because it's like, I just want him to do all the things right that I did wrong. And it's like, man, if you could just do that, man, you're going to be okay. But then I have to take a step back and go, well, I'm not your dad. So I, bet <laughs> I need to pull back a little bit. Everybody's like, you're not his dad. Would you quit? Quit putting him in jujitsu. He's only one. But he's, not, he's not ready yet. <laughs> I was I was just going to ask how old he was. But yeah, that, that made me laugh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Like Mike said, you know, you got to, we've got a chance now to, to be present, uh, you know, in all these, all these little people's lives. Well, people in general, but uh, yeah, definitely all these all these little people's lives. And uh, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty wonderful thing. So what else did you got? You guys are trying to get the, the documentary going up in Tampa too, or, or is that what you're working on? Uh, yeah. Shane, you can talk about that. You sure? Yeah. Oh yeah. You're good at it. Um, you're, not, you're good uh, too though. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, so, you know, Tampa, the one reason that I ended up in Tampa is because of the recovery community. Uh, whenever I went through treatment, I seen this recovery community down here that was non-existent to what, um, you know, I'd went home and visited North Carolina, like while I was in treatment and went out to some of the meetings and there just wasn't a community there that was strong. Um, Tampa's got this young hip, like just, you know, middle-aged vibe of recovery here that, you know, it's hard to find in places, um, you know, between the meetings, between all the activities that, you know, that go on here, it was just so easy to go out and figure out how to have fun with a group of people that are shooting for the same goals. Um, so I ended up moving down here and, you know, what working in, you know, the treatment industry down here now, um, and just being connected down here, like there's, there's not all I could think about it, you know, before me and Chris even really started talking about this is like, man, like we could do something huge here that would be so fun and so awesome and so education, so educational. Um, but, you know, I just wasn't aligned with anybody at that, you know, at that point, like that had the same vision. And then, you know, like once me and Chris connected, it was like, boom, there's, 
two people that are thinking pretty much the same thing. Right. Um, but you know, we really wasn't focused on Tampa at the time, but as this thing's grown and like, you know, we started, you know, like wanting to take this thing across the nation, man, like, you know, it just makes sense to bring it to Tampa, uh, where this recovery community is because it's, you know, there's no doubt that it's going to be amazing once it comes through. Right. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, that's a, and we both got, well, Mike is still in Cleveland, but both of us got sober out there. And, um, I mean, there, we, we talk about it all the time, but in our opinion, <laughs> there's no, there's nothing like, you know, Cleveland AA and Cleveland meetings. And, uh, I've been to different meetings around, you know, the country, not all over the place. Mike, you have too, right. I mean, in different areas mm-hmm. and there's just sure. a, there's just difference with Cleveland, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, we're, uh, 40 minutes away from where Dr. Bob and Bill met each other down in Akron. So, I mean, this was, you know, the first world, um, uh, whatever conference was here in Cleveland in like 1955. And, you know, this is the oldest men's meeting in the world is here in Cleveland still Don's men's. And, um, yeah, it's just, you know, there's a huge, it's been here forever. You know, sister Ignatia came up and worked in Cleveland after she was working in Akron. Um, we actually knew a gentleman who knew sister Ignatia quite well. (laughs) Um, you know, so, I mean, the roots of AA are here. So yeah, it is, it's a special place. You know, I love it here. Um, there's, there's tons and tons of meetings. There's tons of, of, uh, support and it, it's it's a great place, you know. You guys, either of awesome. you guys ever been to Founders Day in no. Akron? Now in nope. June, it, it's cool, man. They fill up a football stadium, and it's uh, yeah, the big Saturday night meeting is in the football stadium, and there's like fifteen thousand drunks, you know, and it's just it's amazing. That's it's cool. cool, man. If you guys ever get the chance, man, come on up to Cleveland or down to Akron. Um, and it's, what is it? The second weekend of June. Yeah. Usually yeah. he's what, someplace between the 10th and like the 14th or 15th, right in that area. Yeah, right. and so I think, yeah. I, I believe the 11th is the actual day. Right. Nice. Yeah. So yeah, it's cool, man. Yeah. We You'll were, see us there. Yeah. We were, we were, <laughs> we were taken. Well, Mike, Mike wanted to go. I was taken the founder's day the first year in 2010 when we got sober, I did not want to be there. Mike actually chose to go with a bunch of people. And then uh, we've mm-hmm. gone every other year. We missed two years because of the pandemic. And I missed one year because I was babysitting for my grandson, I think, two years ago. But um, it's a great time. Dr. Bob's house is is there. We always take try to take new guys and you know with us and tour Dr. Bob's house. There's a meeting. There's a big book, the history of the big book thing. It's just it's a... It's a huge sober gathering, and it's a, this party atmosphere, but everyone's sober. It's ridiculously fun. And, you know, again, it's the birthplace of Alcoholics Anonymous. So, yeah, definitely, if you guys you guys have the chance, uh, yeah, come up, come up there. We'll, we'll meet you up there. It's a, it's a good time. Nice. Yeah, that sounds pretty awesome. Sounds yeah. pretty awesome. It's pretty cool. It's I've pretty been, cool. I've been watching people do it for years, heading over to Ohio, but I never, right. never joined them. Yeah, and it's um, what is it? What is the ticket, Mike? Thirty bucks, thirty-five bucks, or something like that? I think. Yeah, it's like thirty bucks to get into the main meeting. All the rest of it's free. Yeah, that's cool. You know, and nice. yeah, you know, if you're hanging out long enough and you you need a ticket, somebody will get one for you. You know how that goes. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean for for us, I mean Mike again, Mike still lives in Cleveland, so I mean I anytime I go out there, I mean I've got a place to stay. We just drive down there, but there's people that head up. I mean, there's this. What what do you think, Mike? I mean, a, a football field size parking lot, you know, full of motorcycles. That's that's oh, serious. Yeah. They got motorcycles. They got camping. They have 
you know, all this different stuff around there. And then, oh yeah, uh, people come from around the world. I mean, there's people from Australia, and there's always a Polish contingent. And, <laughs> right. uh, yeah, it's it's very very cool. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah but yeah, you get if, seriously if you get the opportunity, and it's not for everyone. We've got like our sponsor um, in Cleveland. You know, he had no desire. Did he ever go? Did Joe ever go? That you know, Mike? I have no idea. Yeah, I know he wasn't he wasn't anywhere about about it. He would kind of not make fun of us, be like, Yeah, yeah, I guess you guys are going to Founders Day again. But man, we have a great time. My sister, well, our yep. sister goes every year. She's not she's not one of us, but she likes to go, likes to hang out and have fun with us. So yeah, it's a lot of it's a huge, huge huge amount of fun. Right. Fellas, I am being summoned now. And right. I have <laughs> to take this because if not, then absolutely. I'll... You're not in control, man. A, I'll never be allowed back on a podcast ever again. <laughs> Powers <laughs> greater than ourselves running our lives. Right. Yes. <laughs> yes. But yeah, Shannon, I, hey, man, thanks for joining us. We appreciate the time. Absolutely, dude. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing, and uh, hopefully we'll have you back on when you got a little more time to hang out. Yeah. Yeah, dude, anytime, man. Um, just give me a – just let me know when. I'll be here. Okay. Yeah. Uh, cool. Me, Absolutely. Me and Chris, we uh, we love to do some podcasts. Awesome. Well, cool. well yeah, Chris, Chris, hang out, and then uh, Shannon, whatever. Can you just – I can disconnect you if you can't, but uh, make sure you let everything upload for you before you before you get out of your screen, though, okay? Okay. Or can, Sounds good. Yeah, I think cool. you can you can exit thanks, out. Shannon. Yeah, you can exit out if I think on your end, right? Yep. Okay. All right. Thanks, cool. Shannon. All right. Well, we're gonna do that, and while he's doing that, we're gonna be right back with more of Sober Not Mature and Chris right after this word from our sponsor. Hey everyone, it's your friends at Sober Not Mature. Hi there. And, uh, <laughs> yes, yes, it's it's both of your friends this time. Hi Mike, how are you? I'm well. How are you, Bill? I am doing well. But we do we do have a purpose. Uh, we we actually usually talk about uh, our one website, but we actually have two websites now. So two. We Two websites in one. <laughs> All right, so so everyone knows we still have the podcast website that is www.sobernotmature.com, uh-huh. and we just launched the store website, so uh, we also have that. Do you know what the website address is on that one, Mike? Of course I don't. <laughs> it's pretty easy, Mike. It's www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Ah. So, <laughs> but from the, the the podcast website, you can still hit the store link and get into the uh, into the web store, or you can right. access it from our Instagram page through the highlights. Uh, we've been posting quite a bit of, about it, and we'll continue to do that. But mm-hmm. do you know what's on the second website, Mike? Um, it, well, there's a store. There are products that you can purchase for you <laughs> and your loved ones. <laughs> well, Mike, do we do we still have merchandise? <laughs> we have merchandise. Well, we got T-shirts and coffee mugs and all kinds of crap. <laughs> and one of the one of the coolest parts we also do have. <laughs> All the recovery books from Hazelden, which is kind of a big deal. That um, is least, a big deal. Eh, at least for us. So all the books that we read, God grant me, 24 hours, the big book, the 12 and 12, um, all of those books are available for sale on our website. And they once are. again, that, that store website is www.sober. <laughs> trying to help, man. <laughs> I know you are. You're not helping, though. Okay, now i got to say www.sobernotmatureshop.com. Dot so, com. Dot com. Visit that today or visit the, the podcast website, which is, again, you know the podcast website, so. Uh, www.sobernotmature.com. 
Did you just say sober but not mature? Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Write that down. Yeah, like fucking mush mouth or something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. You've suffered enough with this, and uh, we'll get back to what we were talking about previously. So visit the websites, though. All right, everyone. Welcome back. And then there was three. <laughs> <laughs> and uh yeah actually chris now you get you kind of get the floor now that was that was nice i'm glad shannon was able to hang out for a few more minutes than he thought but uh um yeah it was it was good to, to obviously have him on and, and learn a little bit more about what he's doing down in tampa but uh yeah so i mean you know chris go into you know go into whatever you want to you want to talk about we want to talk more about the obviously the documentary a little bit more about your background anything you want to share we we like to use this as a kind of an open forum right mike absolutely man i feel like that is so broad and uh you know what why don't we talk about the documentary let's do because, it let's do it you know it's uh it's one of the reasons i've been doing so many gosh darn podcasts lately and you know so many uh just kind of fun awesome uh things to meet new people like yesterday uh shannon and i were on great day live tampa in the morning and like you know, just being like in a, a TV station for a dude who used to be homeless and eat out of dumpsters is like, right. It's kind of unbelievable. Right. You know, and like Shannon was talking about, I had a, a baby like a year and a half ago. I'm not as old as you guys, so I don't have any grandkids, but, uh, <laughs> you know, just like all that stuff I could relate to now, you know? Right. And, uh, you know, I waited, you know, what's almost 16 years into recovery to have a kid. Cause I was so hyper-focused on, you know, building businesses and building other people's lives and consequently then building my own life uh, mm -hmm. <laughs> almost against my will, really. Right. And it's just so cool when the universe, so, you know, Shannon likes to say, God, I kind of shifted more into the universe because the universe uh, kind of tosses me places that I never would even imagine that I'd be. Right. And mm -hmm. You know, uh, it's a little bit less offensive to some people because it's 2024. Like, people get offended about everything right now. Eh, fuck them. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, I remember being in uh, – so we have this real cool diversion program, too, where we uh, we send out certified recovery specialists with law enforcement uh, to help people go to treatment instead of incarceration, which is mm -hmm. huge for me because I spent several hundred days of my life incarcerated and – you know, right. I like to do everything I can to keep people out of jail. And so, like, I, dude, there's just so many crazy, amazing things going on. I don't even know what to tell you. Like, <laughs> what do you want? talk about, well, that's, that's what I'm saying. There's so many things. And then you talk about Shannon Moore, this dude who, you know, isn't really that much older than me, but I watched on TV when I was a kid and he, you know, throws out endorsements left and right like that earlier on in the show man like you know is this even real life <laughs> and and that's exactly. what that's what re, that's what recovery is to me is it's such an open open book and if you're aware of opportunity and you have the right heart and are focused on other people you never know where the world's going to take you right oh absolutely think, right well yeah. you know i was i i don't do much research because that's just how i do this but me i did read the I, exactly but i read the i was reading a little thing that bill posted and uh a name popped out at me talking about people that you wouldn't normally meet um vice presidential candidate man spike cohen how the fuck did you hook up with him 
so Spike actually, I ended up on Spike's podcast. Okay. Uh, three or four years ago, I want to say. Uh-huh. And it's because of that diversion program. He's a huge fan of the idea of people not going right. to jail uh, right. because it's pointless. And, right. Uh, you it's know, a he loves not a crime. Correct. Addiction is not a crime. It's really like the whole premise of this this thing we have going here in Lancaster. And mm-hmm. he became aware of it through some mutual friends in the libertarian world. And, right. you know, I ended up on his podcast and I was like hanging out with him beforehand, talking a little bit. And I was like, damn, like this guy is legit really cool. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so we we're talking a little bit deeper. And here I find out he's in recovery. Right. I never realized it. And yeah. I was like, man, how cool is this? So we just kind of stayed in touch, you know, became friends. And uh, we filmed this mini docu-series called Repurpose that actually also just dropped on Prime Video. If you're bored and you want to watch four uh, four episodes of awesome recovery stories, look up Repurposed on Prime Video. Uh, but Spike is actually episode two. Cool. And his story is unbelievable man like Mm -hmm. the first episode is brandon novak so if you know much about brandon novak his story is uh, bonkers and filled with all sorts of mayhem and craziness and uh you know heroin and being on mtv and you know nuts (laughs) stuff sure and then episode two is spike who has a totally different story you know he had a successful business he was a you know heavy drinker and, and marijuana user and you know, he never let it get to the point where Brandon got. And I love the idea of this docuseries being called Repurpose because it's really just about people finding their purpose. Right. Mm-hmm. From an otherwise purposeless life. And it was so cool to have that stark contrast between those two first episodes. Um, but yeah, man, it's just super awesome to be able to connect with people that you never thought you would. So yeah, that's how I met Spike. And uh, I'm still honored to call him a friend. Cool. Very cool. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm a registered libertarian, so he got my vote last time. <laughs> my man, me too. Yep. Me too. <laughs> yeah. And that's a, and we, we rarely, well, I would say never talk about politics on here, but Mike, right. Mike and I ended up um, inadvertently. So when we were literally thrown together in this thing, we met at the sober living facility. And then I, I love the fact that you talk about the universe because that's what we've, we've joked about it, but I mean, we're probably more about the universe throwing shit together than we are a God thing or whatever, but it's cool. Like you said, you know, some people get offended, but we don't care what people want to call it. Let people think what they want. Um, But we're also, we're also not afraid to say what we believe in, you know, and it's, we do you, you do you, it's easy. But um, so throughout this entire process, Mike and I become better friends and this and that. And I don't even remember what election it was, Mike, but you and I started talking about something. Maybe it was a Facebook post. And then we're, we're both mm-hmm. talking about this, this libertarian candidate, this Green Party, this third, this third party candidate. And I'm like, fuck, man, we're even politically aligned. <laughs> you know, and, and people, you know, always talk about that, which, again, we're not going to get into politics, but it just it's funny how you end up um you know, people say, and Mike and I talked about this a couple episodes ago, were we, were we drawn the people who drank or did we just end up there type of thing? And, and I think the same thing happens in recovery. You know, everyone has their story. Everyone comes from a different, you know, life and background and all those different things, but we're all in the same place looking for the same solution. And I think just invariably or by, by accident or by whatever you end up, you know, same thing you get, drawn to the same type of people and Mike and I don't look the same. We are not from the same background, but I mean, we, 
literally even joke about having, you know, the same, we operate on the same brain. I can't remember. Right. We share a brain, especially with, with this shit that we do, because I'm like, for the life of me, I'm like, I can't fucking remember this. And he remembers it. And we, you know, we're able to fill that sort of, you know, sort of thing in, but um, yeah, it's just kind of weird. The, the people you come across, but now Brandon, so we had, um, do you know who Todd Logan is? Chris? Uh, Tim? Um, no, it's Todd. Isn't it Todd? Todd? Or is it? Don't ask me, man. I'm horrible with names. Oh God, no! I... Yeah, I don't even know. I don't even know who I am most right. days. So, right. Yeah. Thank you very much. Oh, you know what? It, I, it might. It might actually be Tim. We had him on as a guest, and he was uh, he was childhood friends with Brandon, so he brought him. Yeah, yeah he brought him up um, on our podcast episode, and then because I think they did Brandon know bam what's his face from mtv and all that sort of stuff and forget how it was yeah, yep. yeah so when and, and i follow i mean our page um you know follows brandon on instagram so i see a lot of the stuff but i mean I, I kind of have a, an idea of what he's doing so when i was watching you know your documentary uh, the night of recovery and i saw him walk on they're like oh we got a special guest i'm like holy fuck because <laughs> i didn't really i've never heard brandon's entire story i've heard bits and pieces on his posts but I was just kind of blown away. I'm like, this it's a small world. I mean, that not that I know Brandon, but I know of him. And then being on your on your documentary, I thought that was kind of cool. So yeah, it was just it was very cool. It's like a small world, man. And the reason that that we did that on that particular night of recovery was because uh Kurt, uh, who's one of the featured speakers there, he actually uh, was kind of pushed towards recovery from the inspirational videos that Brandon would put out and like Steve-O would put out and those different guys who, you know, had that celebrity status, their mm-hmm. ability to reach people and connect with people is something that definitely can't be underestimated in any way, shape or form. Right. Sure. And, you know, it was kind of really amusing because Brandon's a friend of mine and I was like, oh, damn, you know, Kurt let it slip during conversation that Brandon was one of his big inspirations. <laughs> and so Kurt was going to be in Lancaster. We were going to throw this, uh, you know, night of recovery together. And I was like, yo, Brandon, you really, you know, you inspired this guy. Do you mind like taking a whole night off to come up here for, you know, <laughs> for this whole thing just to surprise him on stage? <laughs> and he was like absolutely dude no questions asked just (laughs) blocked off his whole night came up hung out surprised him live on stage on camera and uh, man it was just a beautiful beautiful experience yeah i mean that was that was cool i'm i mean things like that especially uh you know i i don't know a surprise birthday party or whatever it is what it is but uh yeah i mean the look on his face when when you said brandon was there and then brandon walks out i was just like that was really cool um, and I, I did not, I'll, I'll be 100% honest. I didn't get through the entire thing. I watched about, I got to a little bit over the halfway point, but, um, it's, it was really cool. You know, I mean, the fact that, that you guys were able to put that together and I guess maybe step back at that. How did that come about? How did you end up putting it together? Where was that, you know, filmed and how did that all come about? Well, we actually, we have a cool wrestling company over here in Lancaster called three legacies wrestling that, uh, I actually partner with Jesus Rodriguez, the, one of the other featured speakers, who was another guy who'd been in the WWE, who came over here to get sober. And, uh, you know, once he got sober, got through the process a little bit, we were talking about, like, what he wanted to do with the rest of his life when he grew up, you know? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and, 
he said, man, uh, you know, I've traveled all over the world. I've, I've trained people to wrestle in Egypt. I've trained people to wrestle in Australia. I've trained people to wrestle in India. I've trained people to wrestle in the UK, Germany, blah, 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 blah. You rattle them off. He's been there. He's done that. But I've never had my own thing, he said. And so I, you know, <laughs> we gave him his own thing. <laughs> right. We set up three legacies wrestling and now he has a wrestling academy. He's a business owner. He's an entrepreneur. He's building something of his own, a legacy of his own. And we call it three legacies wrestling. I guess you could probably guess why. <laughs> right. <laughs> Maybe, you know, being some old school AA dudes, you could probably right. put Absolutely. two three together. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, from that, we do uh, large events on occasion, uh, wrestling events. And so we bring out some of our friends. And uh, it just so happened that, like, three of the guys we were bringing out to the wrestling event were also in recovery. So we were like, why don't we put on a really cool night of recovery and, like, share our stories in a, in a little theater and, and, and talk about it? And so what happened was we did that in February. It was such a success. I mean, we had, I think, three people went to treatment just that night wow. from the event. And, you know, we have an awesome production company, Babaconda Productions, and guys were just super committed uh, to getting this message out there. And they filmed it and went out and just unbelievable, unbelievable stuff. You know, the response from people, the... Uh, the raw emotional power of a night like that and guys being open and, and honest and just completely raw about where they came from, what they did, what happened and you know how they are now. And I'll never get tired of it. Right. As long right. as I live. Never. Yeah. I mean, it's, <laughs> you know, pretty much doesn't matter what level it's on. It's two guys sitting in a church basement or you guys in a theater with some, you know, name people. It's, it's, yeah. Sharing your experience, strength and hope with each other and, and sharing that hope. That's the big one, you know, and giving hope to someone else. Like you said, three guys left that night and went into treatment. That's pretty fucking amazing, man. Yeah. The unbel unbelievable stuff. And, you know, then we're like, well, we're going to get together and hang out again in, in August. Why don't we do another one? And then it kind of ballooned into like that being such a success. Uh, actually, I think we did one in May in Philadelphia in between. Uh, mm. But, you know, it's just like, we're going to do this. We're going to be together. Why don't we do it? And now we're being more intentional about it. So we've been talking sure. to Riverside, the, the treatment center that Shannon works for. Uh, we've been talking to them about trying to set up a night of recovery tour through Florida to be able to impact more communities with these nights cool. of recovery. Nice. And, you know, we're, we're still working through the details on that. Obviously, it's a, a rather large undertaking, but, you know, I couldn't be more excited. We just spent a couple days down there with them in Tampa. And what a beautiful recovery community. Right. Yeah, and like and like Mike said too, you know, I mean, it, um, whether it's a couple of guys in a basement or you know some big name people, um, I I love the fact that this, you know, this this whole addiction thing, this whole recovery thing, the disease that that all of us, you know, somehow ended up with, um, you know, makes us all the same size. I was going to say small, but that's a wrong way to put it. But you know what I mean. Doesn't matter if you have, you know. $300 million or $3 in your pocket, we're all sitting there in the same place, you know, but 
you know, you, you take a guy like, you know, a, a Brandon Novak or even Shannon um, and the other guys who came, you know, from, you know, this whole wrestling scene and people watching them on TV and they're like, wait a second, this dude's the same as I am, you know, or Mike and I have known, you know, doctors and lawyers and, and judges and, and we've known people that were, you know, literally, you know, gutter drunks and gutter junkies and everyone in between. And it didn't matter. I had a, I had a sponsor in, um, in the Milwaukee area when I, when I lived there and he used to say it the best way. He said that the same dog that bit you bit me too, you know, and it just, it doesn't matter. And it's, it's cool that, you know, it doesn't matter where you are. The stories are the same words are a little bit different, but, um, you know, you can, you could reach people and have an effect on people in any medium, which is really cool. Yeah. And it's one of those things like you guys started this podcast and, you know, how many people have been helped just by you guys hanging out and talking. Right. Well, you know, in the, I'd bet a lot. You know? And you know the, the funny the funny thing is that um, you know because mo- as most alcoholics and drug addicts are you know we did this kind of selfishly <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and uh, we'll, we'll tell you that it, I'll, I'll make this as short as possible so cut me off Mike if I'm talking too long because I know you will so yep during the pandemic obviously meetings and stuff we talked about that everything shuts down I'm doing online meetings and then the online meetings start to dwindle a little bit. And um, I, I didn't end up going back to the club uh, that I was going to, you know, on a regular basis prior for whole other reasons that are unimportant, but I felt this, this void. So I started looking up somehow ran across um, a sober podcast, started listening to that on my way home from work every day. So 30 to, you know, 40 minutes a day, I'm getting my meeting, you know, by listening to this podcast. So I'm doing that for a few months and, Mike and I always get together for Thanksgiving at our sister's house. So we're both sitting outside. We're smoking a cigarette, I think. And I, and I'm telling him about this podcast and I'm telling him about all these stories. And I just said to him, I'm like, we could do that. Right. We could just talk a bunch of shit into a microphone. Right. So this is, you know, absolutely. Thanksgiving. And that's what he said. He's like, yeah, absolutely. I'm like, yeah. So this is end of November, of course, Thanksgiving time. We didn't launch this until February. That was 21. We launched this in February, end of February 22. So basically procrastinated as we always do, you know, for a few months. Mm-hmm. And then um, when we when we started it up, literally bare bones on our phones, Anchor, which is now Spotify for podcasters, had not a fucking clue what we were doing. I mean, no clue. And we just decided that, okay, every Friday night, we're going to get together and we're going to shoot the shit. We had no idea what direction it was going to, we had no plan. Um, and we're like, if anyone listens, fine, if they don't fuck them, you know, and that's how we started this. <laughs> and, and we have, um, a small ish Instagram following. We have a small ish listener base. Okay. But here's a cool part about the people that follow and listen to us that they're, they're engaged and they're extremely loyal and, it's, it's very, it's really cool. And, you know, engaged to the point where we get these personal comments, people quote us, we end our episode a certain way, which you'll end up hearing. And people, you know, people throw that line back at us. I had a guy just the other day, Mike, I posted one picture. Oh, it was me standing outside. It did this picture of me with like the sun behind me and his comment in the, uh, in the, in the comments was, Ooh, popular with the ladies. That's one of our <laughs> that's one of that's one of our lines in our opening, you know, to our podcast. You know, so these people start throwing the shit at us, and we're not we're not a big podcast, but you know what? We have gotten when we started to get feedback. I think Mike, you and I were talking about it at like that six month period 
Um, and that was one of the big things, you know, we started it on a whim, but we started getting these comments and started realizing, you know, people are telling us that they're getting something out of it. And I remember, Mike, you said, you, you said that was just mind blowing because you were hearing it from normies, right? Right. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It was like, holy shit, somebody's listening <laughs> and somebody's actually like getting something out of this. Right. Cause I didn't, you know, I still don't care very much. Um, but <laughs> I didn't care at all when we started this and, um, yeah, you know, now I, I do, I care a bit cause like, apparently we're, we're doing something, you know, and I just looked and this, I mean, I, I heard, I was, I, there's a radio show here in Cleveland that I listen to most days and uh during the week when i'm working and um they were talking about podcasts the other day and he was saying you know yeah i mean yeah there's a million out there um but i mean most people you know they do they do like three or four episodes and then they're done this is our fucking 99th episode man <laughs> you know do this thing <laughs> kind of proud of right. it I, you should be you should be man because it's like <laughs> you build your own community when i showed up in lancaster in 2007 i had like a squirrel, you know, like a squirrel was in my corner and like, right. you know, my mom and dad were like loosely in my corner, you know, they sure. were my mom and dad, but right. they were but ashamed. You them pretty good. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like I was their junkie felon loser son and exactly. like I was moving to a halfway house after rehab again and jail again. And, uh, you know, like around Lancaster now there's, literal hundreds and hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of young excited sober people middle-aged excited sober people old excited sober people and you know i can't really even understate just like what my hand in that was just by existing and just by mm -hmm. offering my heart to people you know this community kind of grew and built and the same thing is true of the community that you built through your podcast man you open right. your heart to people you share your experience in your life with them and they are attracted to it. They want to join mm. you and they want to help people too. And they want to be a part right. of it. So, you know, kudos to you and smallish, huge ish podcast <laughs> does not matter. If you're hitting people, you're impacting their lives. And I love that. That's the stuff I live for. So we know it's funny. Yeah. Congrats. Well, you know, we're, we're taught early on, man, you know, you show up, just show up, man. <laughs> yep. That's what I do. Yeah. And, <laughs> the only thing i'm good at and we haven't uh, exactly you know since since the week that we started um we haven't missed a week we didn't we haven't taken a break we work around our schedules you know we'll sometimes uh you know record we've recorded on a wednesday thursday friday saturday didn't we record sunday one time i think we had to i think so you know yeah. but we so we still have monday yeah. and tuesday but we you know we had uh actually mike's girlfriend's son um was was texting texting Chris and texting Mike one weekend going, where's the podcast? It's not, it's not up yet. And it was like, it was like two hours, two <laughs> yeah. hours before I'd posted anyhow. But I'm like, then he messaged me. I'm like, dude, settle down. It's okay. We got it. But I mean, part of that was, I'm like, cool, man, because people look forward to it. But when, when we were originally contacted by uh, Ronnie from, from your group um, and I always, I yeah. always ask the same question. I'm like, okay, first of all, why us? And have you listened to us? <laughs> because, you know, I'm like, I, I want to know, we want, we want to keep this thing as whatever our mission is, which we won't really have like a written mission statement, but we know what we want to do and we know what we don't want to do. And we know what we want to, who we want to do it for and who we don't want to do it for, if that makes any sense. You know, so yeah. 
we always ask, we have no issue whatsoever. People have come on here and promoted books and, and podcasts and all these different things, documentaries. We're all about that. We want to be, we want people to get their shit out there. Um, and we always joke, you know, whore your stuff out as much as you want, because that's, that's our part of, part of what we want is to get, you know, more sober shit out there. Um, but Mm -hmm. so I asked, you know, again, why us and, and where did you hear about us also? And he said that he ran across us, you know, just like in an internet search. I'm like, really? (laughs) I'm like, that's, that's awesome because we're all over. If you, if you type in sober, not mature, I mean, we come up all over the place, but it just, it, it amazed me in a really good way that that's how he found us, you know? And I was just, that's kind of cool. And, you know, I don't really care how people find us, but I do. I'm like, you need to listen to make sure that you know what we do, you know, because I want you to get on here and people like, we've never had it happen yet. But if, if we had somebody on here that just wasn't, you know, kind of, if you want to say it, the kids say vibing with the way that we do, um, we could easily piss somebody off pretty quickly, you know, and we have no Mm -hmm. desire to do that. And it would just, it would embarrass probably the person more. We'd have fun with it, but you know, it, it'd be in a wrong way, you know, but, but we want to make sure that again, that the, you know, people are, you know, we're, we're trying to promote, you know, things, think positive things that people are doing, you know, is kind of what we're, you know, what we're all about. And the other thing too, is that, um, the, we made a decision right off the bat, like everything from, from the minute we were hit record to the minute we hit pause, um, everything's going on the podcast. We don't edit anything, you know, and we yep. decided, well, to begin with, we didn't, we decided to do that. So I'm like, I'm not taking that much fucking time to try to cut this thing up. So again, back to the selfish part of it, but then it, it kind of became a, it, you know, it's kind of like our thing. And it's like, we've had, we've had power outages. We've had mess ups. We've had, um, you know, parts of, you know, Michael drop out or I'll drop out. We have all these different things. Um, you know, we've had audio problems. We just keep it all in. It just doesn't, it doesn't matter. And that's, that's just lots of dogs. <laughs> yes. We've had, <laughs> we've had dogs. We've had fireworks. We've had maybe even gunshots. If we've been recording around the holidays, Possibly. um, favorite game in Cleveland, Ohio, <laughs> gunshots or fireworks. <laughs> I was just going to make a Cleveland joke right yeah. there, but, uh, you know, we'll hold that back. Well, and that's, you know, again, summertime and he's got, you know, his neighbors will be out partying and stuff like that. We can, you can hear the music and you can hear that, you know, people bumping in their cars up and down the streets and, you know, but I mean, all of it is just fun. It's people have actually, they, they'll make fun of us, you know, for it or in a, in a fun way, you know, but like you say, it's just part of, yeah. part of what we do and we're not, we sometimes Eh, we do it a lot. We joke about other podcasts, how structured they are. Some of it's cool, you know, and we've got friends of ours that do podcasts that things that I listen to on a regular basis. And I do because of the structure, but you know, we're just like, this is what we do. We just want to get on and have hopefully meaningful conversations with interesting people, you know? Yeah. That's literally uh, akin to what the night of recovery is. <laughs> and uh, we don't we don't really edit anything out. I think they might change the color a little bit, make me look a little less ugly. But <laughs> um, you know, really, truly, it's just the conversation, and we're really just doing that uh, on video and in front of mm-hmm. you know, however many people come out to to watch the night of recovery and be a part of it, and the family members that come out for a little bit of education are you know just as hyped up about the stories as the wrestling fan who comes out because it grew up idolizing you know shannon or jesus or uh, whoever it might be that's a part of it and man just how cool right. just how cool 
is all absolutely, this stuff. man. You just get to talk and have a conversation and and help yeah. people. Absolutely, share the love, man. Yeah. Yep. So yep. in in your area, um, and what else are and I. I know you do a lot of other things in the area. What else, what else do you want to talk about? I mean, we're again, I mean, the, the night of recovery is, is cool. And I, I've had the, I will have, I had the links in, in the promo and I'll have the links again in this episode description to the website for it. So people can, people can hit, you know, obviously click into that, but you know, I guess give us a little bit of an idea what the other things you're doing around, around the, cause you're in Philadelphia still, right? So we're in Lancaster. Lancaster. I'm Lancaster. sorry. Why did I say Philadelphia? You flew into Philly. That's mm-hmm. where I bought that before. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I flew into Philly this morning about uh, yeah. 10, not, 12 not a big hours ago. In Lancaster. <laughs> right. Now we have a little tiny one, little right. tiny airport. But, <laughs> I'm sorry about that. Um, That's the first yeah. thing I messed. I messed up Tim. I called it. I called Tim Todd and now I'm thinking you're in Philadelphia. So first of all, I'm sorry, Tim, if you happen to be listening to this and then I apologize to the people of Philly because they don't, they don't need to be affiliated with you. Ha ha. <laughs> Whoa. Well, if you are, if you're not from Pennsylvania, your general opinion of Pennsylvania is there's Pittsburgh, there's Philly, and then there's like corn and woods. <laughs> right. 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 Hills. And it's not, it's not entirely incorrect. Cause like there's Philly, there's Pittsburgh, <laughs> and then there's a lot of corn and woods. Um, right. But in the midst of the corn and woods, there are some really awesome little towns and some awesome yeah. little cities. And mm-hmm. Lancaster happens to be one of those uh, places and a lot of the stuff we have going on over here that I love to talk about is like those diversion programs. We call it Second Chance PA, and you know we've helped uh, about thirty two hundred people stay out of jail in the last six years. And cool. man, I could not be more hyped up about that stuff. Uh, but Blueprints for Addiction Recovery uh, is our treatment center that I happen to be the CEO of. It's something I love talking about as well. Because we accept everybody into our treatment center, Medicaid, county funding, no money, no nothing. We don't care. Just come on over, hang out, get sober. Uh, Blueprints is just a completely different type of treatment center. And I urge you to check it out if you've never heard of nice. it. Um, Second Chance PA, check that out. We got Three Legacies Wrestling, check that out. Uh, we got Red Rose Sports Cards, which is a, another one of my awesome. Uh, companies that we have going on if you know any card collectors uh you know i'm basically just like a really old eight-year-old at this point <laughs> you know you got a wrestling company a card shop uh... <laughs> right uh, yeah yeah we have a, a what a food service uh, concession uh, food truck we have i can't even tell you an art gallery in lancaster we've got uh, the production company, all kinds of different awesome things going on. And in yeah. each each one of those companies, there's like an attached partner who's also in recovery or it was like their dream or their life's goal to start that company. And I love just being that dream connector for people. And, you know, Shannon was talking about that tattoo shop. Now, even though I have zero tattoos, I feel like I got to go open a tattoo shop in Tampa. <laughs> Right. <laughs> Mike's, Mike's got a couple of tattoos. I think uh, he, uh, yeah, one or two. He and Shannon could probably have a conversation right or two. <laughs> yeah, right down to Tampa. I'm gonna be opening a tattoo shop. <laughs> nice. <Yeah. laughs> and we would. Who was that that we were? I can't remember. We have one of our followers. I don't know if it was Tampa or Miami. 
um, some nightclub that she works at, or it's a sober, sober nightclub or comedy club or something like that. She's like, she's like, you guys should come down to and perform or do your podcast at our comedy club. And Mike and I are just to ourselves. You're like, if anyone wants to pay for us to go down to freaking Miami and, and do a podcast and, you know, put us up someplace, you know, put us on a plane. We'll head down I there. I think, uh, I wasn't, I think she was in Naples, was Naples? which is not far from yeah, Tampa. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't. There you yeah, go. I couldn't remember, but um, yeah, it just it was. It's funny. I mean, we've we've ended up with, and we've get majority of the people who follow us and listen to us are you know in in the U.S., but we get some U.K., some Canada, some different parts of the you know other different areas. But um, yeah, just uh, it, different different spots across the country, we get these you know individuals that'll you know again start interacting with us. I'm like, oh, you're in Florida, you're in Utah, you're in wherever it is, and it's it's so much fun to me to and in both of us. I know to to just hear about you know how's recovery here or what are you guys doing there and i mean you got all these different things going on you know in, in lancaster pa you know which is crazy to me in a good yep. way you know so um yeah well you're, you're welcome to come over anytime man we got an open right. door policy in lancaster we love everybody <laughs> i know there's a really cool punk rock store down there uh, there is Ang- there is i don't know young and poor yes. yes i think it closed <laughs> I think it's gone. Really? Really? It was, uh, it could be, I think they're still open. Could be wrong. I could be totally wrong. If you are open and listening to this thing, I apologize. <laughs> I know I've ordered some stuff from them. Hey, hey <laughs> well, that's, I'll tell cool. you what, if, uh, if, if that particular punk rock shop is open and we just kind of, you know, said it was closed, we'll even do a free advertisement for you to make up for that. How's that? <laughs> There you yeah. go. Now I feel like I have to go on Google after this. And <laughs> yeah, feel free. But um, but yeah. So I mean, all these different things, and I and I didn't. I'll be honest. I didn't take a look at your your Instagram page too, you know, in too much detail. And I know I had you tagged on it and Shannon tagged on it. And I'll do the same thing, obviously, in our description. If people hit your Instagram page, can they can they get in touch with you for all these different things, or is there like a different website you want me to put in there to like encompass this, all those things you just talked about? Uh, you know, I think chrisdreisbach.com is sort of under construction, but I think it has the meat and potatoes on there. Uh, you could just reach out to me on Facebook, TikTok, Instagram, any of those things. Uh, some variation of Chris or Christopher Dreisbach on each one. Uh, but I do, you know, respond to messages and am always happy to make new friends. Okay. And I'm really thankful to be a part of this podcast in general and meet you guys exactly but yeah i will have uh in worst case scenario i i will have um obviously your instagram your instagram tag on there and um yeah anyone who wants to if if somebody somehow can't find chris get in touch with us i mean and and we'll get we'll get in touch with him for you but um but yeah i mean that's and that's what this that's what this thing is all about and we you know we just want to be able to you know and i joke about it you know getting people to you know kind of whore out their stuff but that's the point people don't know what's going on unless you talk about it, you know, there could be somebody in, again, once you say one of these little cornfield towns in, in Pennsylvania that that had no clue what's going on, you know, two towns over where you're sitting at. So it's always good to to get that information out. So, so what else, uh, Chris, I mean, what else do you want people to know either about you or the documentary or anything coming up, anything else that you want to talk about, promote, or just again, get information out to people? Wow. I mean, it really depends on your interest. We have a lot of varied stuff going on, if you couldn't tell from that list. <laughs> uh, mm-hmm. But 
you know, if you are a wrestling fan, definitely scope out the Three Legacies Wrestling YouTube channel. Uh, I think we're also streaming on Premier Streaming Network. And even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's pretty cool to watch guys, uh, you know, fresh out of the academy, kind of learning, uh, really stepping up and taking advantage of, you know, their youth and their dreams and, and stepping out and doing those things. I just love supporting everybody trying to achieve their dreams. And if you mm-hmm. look at life from that perspective, you know, even you can become a professional wrestling fan right. because you can watch these guys doing what they love the most, getting to live out their dreams. How could you not love something like that? Right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Right. And, you know, helping people stay out of jail, obviously really important to me because uh, mm-hmm. jail's no fun. Right. I, I didn't love it. I didn't love any of the four trips I took. <laughs> I haven't asked. I only for took a... one, but I'm not a fan either. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, I didn't meet too many people who loved it, you know. And no. I, I, I met a lot. Uh, a lot I don't people. know. There's a few of them in there that it's kind of their lifestyle now. <laughs> yeah, but I, you know, I even look at that, and I have a member of my family who's like that, who spent the majority of his adult life in jail, and he's, you know, creeping mm-hmm. on sixty now. And right. I, he was one of the smartest guys I knew. You know, one of the most caring. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people who looked out for me, even in those early days when I was starting to get involved in drugs. And I, I look at that and I think of like wasted potential, right. you mm-hmm. know, because he he could have gone on and done greater things than I've been doing. Right. Man, just <sighs> you think about that. Yeah, I think about stuff like that. And Right. Absolutely. Well, and that's, I'm sure, part of the motivation of keeping people out of that system. Yeah. Yeah. So even if you are comfortable being in jail, because I got awfully comfortable with it and it sickens me to even think about. But, you know, I was resigned to the fact that I was on that vicious cycle for the rest of my life. I was only 21 and I thought forever I was doomed. Yeah. That's all I got. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. We've all been there, you know, to different degrees and whatever, whatever our own personal hells were, we figured, well, this is it, man. This is what I fucking, this is the way I'm going to live. And it's not, it's a lie. Like many of the lies that we tell ourselves. Exactly. And really being loud about recovery in whatever way it is we can is the most Mm -hmm. important thing on earth. Cause back in 2007, man, I didn't even realize recovery was a thing. Right. I just thought it was a bunch of crusty old dudes sitting around the basement, yep. like being mad about their lawnmower. <laughs> you know, like that's being and pissed like, off that they couldn't party right. anymore. Yeah. And how many right. years of my life did I lose because that was my opinion of mm-hmm. recovery? Right. So I want to do everything I can to make sure that there is nobody out here in America or the UK or wherever struggling mm-hmm. like I used to struggle, thinking that that's the end. Right. right. Absolutely, man. Yeah, yeah. Turn that light on and there's no more fucking darkness. Mm-hmm. Come join us, man. It's beautiful. It yeah, is. And that's the, that's the other thing, too, that, uh, like you said, not not necessarily knowing that all of these things are out there. I mean, to I think to to some extent, that's exactly that's the same for one of us. Some of us know that it's there, but have no clue that how how good life could be. But we always talk about, you know, hey, life still happens, life on life's terms, all those different things. But knowing that we now have the um, the mindset, and the tools, and the, the literally the ability, the mental ability to handle whatever life throws at us, and actually 
what we think might be uh, a, a quote unquote bad thing or a challenge, you know, we turn around and we're like, hey, not only deal with this, but I can turn this into something positive. And then on top of that, show this guy next to me that look, look what I did. I don't have a perfect life, but it beats the fuck out of what I had, you know, 14 years ago. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yep. it's just, it is. Sobriety is a wonderful thing. It's not perfect, and we're at, we're never out here to tell people that it's perfect. But man, it's a damn good it's a damn good thing, and it's a hell of a lot better than anything anything that, especially towards the end, that any one of us had. I know that much. Yeah, yeah, I can't argue that. Not even a little bit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so one thing, Chris, that uh, in in worst case scenario, when uh, when you got these other uh, the documentaries or these get togethers or things like that, that you got going on, whether they be in Tampa or as you start growing like that. Uh, and we tell everyone this, that we've had on, if they're doing projects, doing things, uh, anything new that they're having, let us know, even if it's a, as much as us, you know, promoting it on Instagram or letting people know, or um, I'm following both you and Shannon on an Instagram now, and you know, I'd be more than happy to share those things, you know? So, and it's just, it's an opportunity for us, if nothing else, to try to give back, you know, a little bit and, you know, help you guys give back even further. So by all means, keep in touch and let us know. And absolutely. I appreciate that entirely. And, you know, why don't we, uh, you know, after this, let's chat. Let's talk about bringing Night of Recovery out to Cleveland and, you know, Milwaukee, wherever else, you know. Yeah, why Cleveland. Not? I Cleveland, I know, would be would be a good time because we got, uh, I think we, there's mm-hmm. a, we, we as as the two of us have, uh, I've got more of a sober community in, in Cleveland where we got sober. Um, I think Cleveland would be a wonderful, wonderful place to put like, put something like that together, don't you, Mike? Absolutely. Yeah. We, we got plenty of people here, man. To help you out. Definitely. Yeah, I think it'd be a good time. So, all right. all right. So any, anything else, Chris, one last opportunity for you to take a swing at this, any, anything else you want to get out to, to people before we wrap up? Yeah. I just really hope uh, you guys watch those uh, night of recoveries and uh, repurpose if you can and really just love it. Reach out to us. Let us know how you feel about it. I know everybody that was involved in all those projects put a lot of heart and a lot of soul and a lot of time and a lot of effort and a lot of love and a lot of energy and a lot of everything. So we love hearing from people. We love reviews. We love critics. We love, we love everybody. So truly, if you love recovery, if you don't love recovery, reach out, talk to me, talk to us, talk to my friends, become my friend. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, just thanks again for for sharing your community with me for for this evening and you know this last hour and and some change. It's really a, it's been an honor. Not a problem. It's a yeah. It's yeah, been it's cool, a, man. All all the thanks is on this side of the table, Chris. Definitely. <laughs> Little office space <laughs> reference there for you. <laughs> love it. Love all it. All right, so uh, Chris, it's time for you and I to be quiet for a couple of seconds here because Mike is going to run us out of here. Okay. You got it. Cool. All right, everybody. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of Sober Not Mature. We want to thank Chris and Shannon for coming on and sharing their stories and all that good stuff that they're doing out there. Definitely check their stuff out because I'm going to do it. And now it is that time, people. It is that time. It is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off till you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream and keep fucking off forever. <laughs> so, so Chris, that is what people parrot back to us all the time. <laughs> people always, people I always message it. us and like uh, they'll message, message, nice, 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 great thing. That, that oh yeah, keep fucking off, or they'll be fuck off <laughs> all the time to it. It's just it's it's fun. Yeah, we started that. Our sister gave us that. God, 
long, long time ago now. Um, but uh, mm-hmm. yeah, Mike's Mike's favorite part because he says he knows we're done, and my favorite part because it makes me laugh every damn time. So, but uh, yeah, Chris, one hundred percent. Thank you. Um, obviously, you know, if Shannon listens back to this, thank thank you, Shannon, both of you guys for coming on, and we appreciate Shannon taking the taking the time out of his night and possibly even getting yelled at by his wife to be on here. So that's that's even the extra effort. <laughs> but uh, yeah. We will, we will all talk soon. Chris, yeah, hang out. We'll talk for a minute afterwards. Everyone else, thank you again. And Mike, I'll talk to you soon. I love you, brother. Goodbye. Love you too, man. Bye. Bye. See you. And now it is time for you to fuck off. Then keep fucking off. Keep fucking off until you get to a gate with a sign on it saying you cannot fuck off past here. Climb over that gate. Dream the impossible dream. And keep fucking off forever.